You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, Keith From the AfterBuzz studios in Los Angeles, California, presented by Maria Menounos and Bing.com, and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies, this is AfterBuzz TV's The Game After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. If you'd like to buzz in on tonight's show, you can buzz us at 424-256-1729. That's 424-256-1729. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's The Game After Show. Woo! We got a little beat in there as usual. Hello, everybody, everybody out there joining us, listening to us, watching us, and the things that you do. Bing is for doing, and we are here doing another AfterBuzz TV after show for BET's The Game. We are on Season 5, Episode 16. We're in the final stretch of The Game. (laughs) Finally. (laughs) And it's been going and it's been going wonderful. And I have a lovely estrogen filled panel with me today. (laughs) And also a stripe filled panel. Mm -hmm. Like, did you guys plan this? Yeah. Wow. All right. Sitting across the table from me today, I have the lovely Stanley joining me. Thanks for having me. Thank you. I love your nails. She's sparkling again. (laughs) And next to Stanley, we have Isabel Mora looking so perky. I know. And pregnant. It's so cute. Shut up. Karen, so cute. <laughs> and of course, missing this week or for right now is Kenny Harrison, who has lost somewhere on the 101. So if anybody finds him, please direct him towards the Afterbus Studios because he's supposed to be here right now. And of course, Curtis is missing in action again this week because his son turned 13 today. So happy birthday, Curtis wow. Taylor's son. Congratulations. Because I don't know his name, so I would have said happy birthday to him. But you know what I'm saying. Anyway, for those of you Courtney, out there. And, and, and as you're going to talk about iTunes and, you know, yes. comment rating, the whole thing. Yeah. Also, I know you're going to tell us so much about that iTunes thing, but real quick, I believe we have Kenny on the phone Oh my God, he appeared. (laughs) Kenny, are you there? Yeah, can you hear me? Yes. Hi, Kenny. How are you? Hey, guys. Sorry I'm not there. I got stuck in hella traffic in Hollywood. I think something's going on at the Hollywood Bowl, but... I'm on the 101, and I'm on my way, so... We're very excited about that, and I hope you are using a Bluetooth. Otherwise, you must hang up the phone because we can't condone illegal activity. Are you I am. I, actually, I got you hooked up to my speaker system, so... Oh, look at oh, you. Look at technology. Trying to be special. I'm, mo- I'm moving on up. I'm moving on up. Well, good for you. Well, for those of you listening and whatnot, make sure you check us out on iTunes, and make sure that when you go to iTunes, you rate and comment our shows, because we appreciate it. We love reading the comments, and we need the yes. iTunes support. So, keep it up. We love you guys, and for those of you out there that are already commenting and doing that on YouTube also, I appreciate you. We all thank you. Your comments make me laugh regularly, yes. especially the person last week who said Melanie and Derwin need to just move to New York and need to be off the show and they need to do a spinoff <laughs> oh, with Tasha no. and Pookie. It cracked me up. I thought that was the best comment ever. So let's jump right into this week. We yes. had some interesting things happening this week. It was a 
pretty dramatically driven episode. Let's get our first impressions. I'm going to start with Kenny because he's on the phone. Kenny, what was your first impression of this week? Um, I actually I enjoyed this episode. Um, I thought it was a nice balance of uh, good wow. humor and um, a little bit of uh, drama. Um, yeah, I, I'm starting to appreciate uh, the uh, relationship between uh, Chardonnay and Jason. A oh little bit more. my God, the pigs um, have flown and hell froze over. Kenny, Kenny, I wish you were in the studio because if you could see Courtney and Isabel's face, like shock, utter shock that I'm assuming he doesn't like. I'm definitely shocked. First of all, he never likes an episode. He definitely doesn't like it when there's drama involved. The fact that Chardonnay is now on his okay list, I am baffled. You must get here quickly. (laughs) Oh, my God. All right. Well, that's Kenny's first impression. Stanley, what do you feel this week? Well, I was loving last episode, the whole romance with Pookie and Tasha, and Mm -hmm. I have to say that's still what I love about Mm -hmm. the episode. I loved how it ended, at least. I have some words for Tasha, but we'll get into that (laughs) a little bit later. We will get into that for sure. And Isabel, what did you think about this week? Um, It was so boring to me. (laughs) I... I, I swear, like, I, I had to make myself stay awake and, you know, take notes. I usually don't take notes, but just to remember, because I felt like everything was so Aww. planned and anticipated. And it was just, it was just, mm. this was a feeler for me. That's why I'm it shocked Kenny like this. Yeah, I, I, I don't actually know how I feel about the episode. I'm still, I have mixed feelings about it. Um, there were definitely some points that yes. pissed me off in terms of some choices that the creators and writers made that I (laughs) am somewhat livid about and I kind of liked the drama but then it was very slow to me for most of the episode until the end but then it was funny Jason always makes me happy so I appreciated the extra screen time with Jason this week so I'll just leave it at I'm not sure how I feel about it so let's talk about some details because there are lots of them and I think that we're going to start with Tasha's storyline this week Okay. So we've got Tasha, who said she would be the child surrogate Mm -hmm. for Melanie and Derwin. Melanie's Mm -hmm. super pumped. She comes over to the house in the middle of the night, like, take some vitamins. You're about to be my baby's mama. And Melanie's crazy. Melanie is nuts. And uh, basically, Tasha is starting a relationship with Pookie and realizes, oh, no, I'm going to ruin this if I tell him I'm pregnant with a man's baby again. Which, by the way, was stupid, which we will talk about in a minute. Yeah. And then she says, basically, Pookie, I got something going on. We can't be together. Pookie goes away. She decides, okay, I'm about to impregnate myself. She goes <laughs> to get on the table, legs open, and decides, oh, no, I can't do this. I'm going to yeah. do it for myself. And so she goes and finds Pookie, and they find love and make out. The end. Okay. <laughs> so let's talk about this. Tasha. <laughs> well, it started off with another deep kiss, and I know that's what threw Isabella yeah, off I for the show. Like, and I have to say, recorded. even though I loved the the last show's kiss, this one was a little too much sound effects. And it a was little, intense, a little sloppy, sloppy, and a little gratuitous. I think, and mm-hmm. kind of gross. But their connection mm-hmm. is so. Like easygoing and natural, I love it. They're lying on the bed and just reminiscing about old times in the hood. It seemed honest and yeah, genuine, genuine. So I appreciated that. But then, so she approaches him basically after Melanie freaks, like, "Oh, I'm right. giving you vitamins and you're about to get pregnant." <laughs> she tells they have this conversation, <laughs> or lack thereof, I should say, about 
what's going on with her. She doesn't actually say right. what is happening. No. And she just basically allows him to believe that it's another There's dude. Because that's else. what... What the hell was that about? And for someone who's so comfortable, where's that... <laughs> Where's that easygoing part of the relationship where you can tell him everything? Why does that make any sense at all, even for the story? Like, what was the point? It does. They're comfortable in the relationship, but the problem is Tasha Mack isn't comfortable with love. She's in her own way. And that, I mean, is typical in a lot of women, supposedly a lot of black women. I know I've experienced it. (laughs) but And I think... It shows that no matter how close she is with Pookie, she still is kind of almost self-sabotaging herself. And it was very upsetting. Very angering. <laughs> Kenny, how did well, you I feel also, about that? I, I, well, I was going to jump in and say that um, when she got up off the table, she said, I think the comment was that she had to make a decision for herself. And I think this was the first time that she actually put herself first before anybody else, whether it was Malik, um, her job, Rick Fox, you know, that that relationship. I think she finally decided this is this is the right one, this feels right. I'm just gonna do what's best for me and not have to worry about other people's feelings. But that took her the whole episode. Yeah. <laughs> and but but my question is, why, why the hell did you lead him to believe one thing which was completely exactly. not true and ar- like that didn't make any sense to me whatsoever for her character. It right. didn't make any sense to me for the story. Right. It didn't make any sense at all. But don't women do that? In all honesty. Hell no! no. Yes! Oh, Lord, Take no. yourself out of it. Ugh. I don't get to be a woman in this? Jeez. <laughs> maybe that's why I was so angry, because it made no sense. Like, I was like, okay, well, maybe it'll be, like, some dramatic effect that will lead to... It was just dumb to me. Like, I just... I don't understand it at all I as think a choice. Oh, sorry. I know. I thought that, w- that would have been the sweet part of this. Like, I am, try- you know, helping someone else, and it's hard for me to decide now if I can give up my... Because I was also thinking, like, was she... I was going further than her, maybe. Because I was thinking maybe she doesn't want to carry the baby because how would Melanie feel about her having sex while she's carrying her kid? You know, some women think like that. That's what I thought she was worried about. I didn't think it was because it was going to stop her love life. I thought this is someone who's understanding and he might be like, well, let's just do it together or something. And if they were trying to show Tasha's growth... I thought the point would be to reveal that about yourself, that you wanted to do this thing for the other person and actually work it out with the person. And if you in in the end decide, like, oh, I'm not going to have the kid, this isn't going to work because I want my relationship, that's fine. It just showed the same immaturity to be like, oh, um, I don't know what's happening. Well, I mean, you can grow, but you can't grow out of yourself. So I think she grew in terms of accepting the love from Pookie, becoming you know, into this nice relationship, but then at the point where everything, she can't do that. That's not Tasha. Mm. There always has to be kind of drama. And I think a lot of women, and I'm going to say it, a <laughs> lot of women like to make men jealous. I mean, Kenny, Ooh. hello. Have you noticed that with any women? Like, women like to add a little <laughs> bit of drama in relationships to Kenny. keep the man interested. And I think she was upset when Pookie... Gave in too fast. fast. That's what she was mad about. She wanted him to, like, fight for her or be like, F that other man. And she ended up playing herself. (laughs) 
I just hate it so much. I don't even know what else yeah, to say about it. Like, it just no. seemed so pointless. And then I feel like, too, when she goes and finds him and eh, I'm going to make this fake. I feel like it's just another further. And maybe that's the point. It's a further setup for failure because it's not going to work because she wasn't able to be completely open and honest with the person again. So she went the same route. She always does protect self and then give a little bit, which is not going to work in a relationship. So... Pookie and Tasha are doomed. No, no. That's how no. I left that scene. <laughs> we need to come up with a name. Like, you know how there's Kimye oh and whatever. What would it be? Pu-asha. <laughs> Tasha. Tashuki? Tashuki. How would that work? Tashuki, I don't know. Yeah, I like that. Tashuki. <laughs> I'm team Tashuki. But talking about getting over things real fast, Melanie surprised me. She was just like, anyways, okay, I'm done. Now I'm going to start with something new. I'm unhappy. Well, that's an interesting point that you bring up. <laughs> We're another reason of anger for me for the episode. While I appreciate that we're finally confronting the real issue right. with that's going on uh-huh. between them, it was quite strangely placed. <laughs> like, I don't, like, and there was no like we didn't see the arc really happen. It kind of just was like, yeah, everything's great. I'm gonna have a minute. I'm actually really unhappy yeah. with my life. And then again, maybe that maybe do you guys think maybe well, that was genuine? Maybe I she just know. finally well, stopped. For her character, she's always known to nag about everything for at least two episodes. So I kind of <laughs> felt like, that's it? Like, one episode per, you know... Well, I mean, obviously yeah, right. the next one's going to be touching the... But it was I just to, choosy. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, I, I go have ahead. to disagree. I feel like um, I'm okay with the, you know her giving up and throwing <laughs> in the towel because nothing's, going, nothing's ever going her way. And, you know, I think... Her character is finally realizing that okay, I'm this is I'm trying to replace you know the sunbeams and the kid with me being unhappy and none of this shit is working. So she's giving up, and I I kind of appreciate that for once. I have to disagree with you. Uh, you appreciate it. No, that. I mean I actually appreciate the plot point. Like I'm glad they're finally getting to the root of the real right, issue. Right, right. I just don't right. know if it seemed. Legit, like it didn't seem authentic the way that it came about. I think I'm with you, Courtney. I I disagree. I think it was. I think it was kind of properly properly placed. I mean, this whole big build up to having a baby. I mean, that's a big big deal. And to get so close to have it like taken away from you, you know, I would. If that were me, I'd probably throw in a towel as well. Well, it's true because, like Isabel was saying, I mean, even though she drags things out, all the other. Times sometimes when people are at their wits end, they act out of character. So they're just like, "Oh my god, like my life sucks. I'm done." What yeah. I had a problem with was saying that Johns Hopkins is the real big issue here, mm. and I'm not sure if I can see how something like that could really be an issue if you're with the man you love, if you're trying, you know, like. Well, I think that. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I just want, yeah, that's how words. I felt see? about that like, sort of it didn't quite work yeah. for me because I do agree like I can see what she's saying Johns Hopkins like that was her biggest sacrifice and from there it just went downhill from there but at the same time it's kind of like are, are you upset about Johns Hopkins or are you just upset that you didn't pursue medicine because you still right. could have pursued medicine right. you chose not to and this and if you were upset about Johns Hopkins that happened long before they were married so you got a whole bunch of other stuff in the middle that changed your life he had a baby y'all broke up like there was all kinds of other stuff in the middle and I just don't I don't know it just seemed ill 
Yeah, but place again, or I just think it's Melanie is so selfish. I've never really liked her character, and that's so rude. I mean, look at Derwin. He's trying, trying to be a supportive husband. He switched his mind. Okay, you can have a surrogate. Yeah. It went wrong one time, and then she's like, "Oh, my life sucks. Like you haven't made me happy," and all this stuff. Like, what is he supposed mm-hmm. to do now? I don't know, but maybe he should wear a sign that says, go to Amazon and you'll be really excited. (laughs) So for those of you out there listening and checking us out, if you're an Amazon (laughs) shopper or if you want to become an Amazon shopper, you should go to AfterBuzzTV.com and click on the Amazon Mm -hmm. banner from AfterBuzzTV.com and then do all of your shopping any kind of way you want. There's no fee. There's no special thing that you have to pay for. It just helps us out a little bit here as we volunteer in the studio to bring you the wonderful content that AfterBuzzTV does. So make sure you go to AfterBuzzTV.com Click on the banner for Amazon and do all your Amazon shopping through there. And if you're Melanie, maybe shopping would make you happy. Shopping therapy. <laughs> shopping is therapy. It could work. You can find someone on there. Yeah, it carry does. your baby. Yeah, for real. And I mean, I think in the end, to wrap up the whole Melanie and Derwin thing, I do think it is kind of. I've hated Derwin for a while now. Yes. Or really? disliked him. Yes. Okay. I do. I haven't hated him. I haven't been a fan of his. Right. For a while, and I actually did sort of empathize with with him, him now because it's kind of like in the end, all the drama that their lives have happened nobody was doing like completely stupid stuff they were right. just sort of living and life sort of fell Came out of place way. in at the wrong time and then for her to say since Johns Hopkins <laughs> basically wrong. since you chose to move out here with me there's been so much in between that like you were supposed mm-hmm. to have worked out to me that completely devalues their entire marriage completely like it's like that's That's huge and i'm fine with you saying like i gave up my career to try to like support our family and make sure that we worked because we had to talk about how we felt like maybe the career had to set aside because of the way that football works and really trying to make it work Mm -hmm. but to say like we met to that point and not just like i want to pursue something that i'm passionate about it's kind of shitty right and I hate to use the same word over and over again but selfish 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 because like and and funny enough in life a lot of people do this like you made a decision whether it was right or wrong move past it like you can't always keep on bringing in the past and you can't hold somebody else responsible for for the decision you Mm -hmm. decided to make yeah Well, we'll see next week what she pulls off in that department. But (laughs) let's move on to some jollier times in this episode. Yes. Which we had Jason and his Chardonnay. (laughs) I hated her in this episode. (laughs) I was just like, and this is what I've been waiting for. Like, why are you on? She just. (sighs) Don't diss Brandy. Don't do it. Yeah, I, I have to. You're still, it was just well, it was a joke. You're still not buying. How about okay? Let's no, start here because so you're the fake. one that's not buying her. You can't see past Brandy. You don't see her right. as Chardonnay. So you're still okay. There. Let me jump in and say, um, yes, looking past Brandy as Chardonnay, I get it. I don't. I don't get it either. But <laughs> as far as the progression of the show and the storyline, um, I thought they put they did pretty well. I mean, there were a lot of uh, stereotypes. That I didn't particularly <laughs> care for. Yeah. Fried However, I think, I think yeah. I think I think for me it was more of Jason's growth than the whole Chardonnay Jason. You know, because his character is evolving sorta. Yeah. And it's kind of it's kind of good to see him calling Malika for a friend. Yes. Um, and <laughs> saying I love you, Chardonnay, and 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 even loaning her money. I mean, all these things are out of character. So I actually appreciate that. Okay. And I think that's why I appreciate loaning her money. <laughs> and uh, Chardonnay. 
Okay. I'm not too keen on brandy or Chardonnay. I don't get it. I don't buy it. I can't remember. Do you like Chardonnay? Um, I'll comment in a moment. Why don't you share what you have for us, Stanley, on this situation? I mean, one, I think Brandy's an amazing actress. I was actually surprised that she's able to pull off this character. Like, not once do I think it's ingenuine. And I don't see Brandy in real life as this ghetto, like, Chardonnay Mm -hmm. character. So I have to give her props for that. But um, I love it. Just I've probably love the, the story I love line? the storyline, okay. and I think that's probably the same thing that Kenny was saying. I love how she is really bringing Jason so far forward when no one else could. I mean, his past wife, wife couldn't, for sure. and his parents couldn't. Parents, I mean, not even his daughter can bring out any type of wholesome, <laughs> normal human beingness <laughs> of Jason and. Sometimes it just—it's that unexpected person that can really make you check yourself. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I'm not sure if we're ready to go here yet, but the whole "I love you" thing—that is it huge. huge. It was huge. It was huge. <clears throat> I, I, I agree. I'm going to have to say this, and I wanted everybody <laughs> to speak because I wanted all positive things out there because I don't want to be the negative Nancy on the board. <laughs> And I appreciate that they write the best jokes in the world for Jason. Yes. Those bus jokes, I have lots of them calling her house a raisin box. <laughs> Cracked me up. Love it, love it, love it, love it, love it. <laughs> I am so irked by the corn rowing, the, oh, you're trying to take Sharon Chardonnay now? You're trying to, okay, look. Yeah, I already much. was bothered by the the initial introduction of this character as okay. Chardonnay mm-hmm. and what it was going to do and whatever. Fine, I get it. I got what they were going for. Mm-hmm. There, I feel like they were once again in the past a much smarter show and didn't have to go here right. to make it legit because there are plenty of strong minded, neck snapping black women that aren't talking about fried chicken and braiding hair on the side and got their lights getting cut off. And that's not to say that those women don't exist either. I'm not saying that. I'm saying that this was finally a representation that did not. Mm-hmm cater to that all the time because we quickly and easily go back to that too often and I'm just severely annoyed by the fact that it went that far. Really? Because I mean she's one out of how many main characters and I think you have to represent all different types of I think that we get the hood from Tasha on a regular basis and we always have and I appreciate that <laughs> and like I said I'm not saying that she shouldn't have a little bit of runaway girl about her I'm not mad at that right, right, I right. understand and I like that she's a working person that doesn't want right. she's like I no. like my bus pass I'm fine with that like and right. she's not the girl she's not the stereotype that they've shown in the past the girls that are trying to get oh he's got money okay right. I love I she's appreciate very classy that. I appreciate that I just think that this episode just was a little too much for me because I was like, don't go there, man. You don't need to go there because you you didn't have to go there to prove to get Jason. What they're trying to get Jason mm-hmm. to come around to in general is a black woman. Blackness, yeah. And there's a black energy that didn't have to be ghetto that would do the same thing. And I just don't understand why. But he's dated just, a black woman before. Stacey Dash played, you know, his character. And she didn't get developed into anything else other than, you know, the pretty yeah, girl, whatever. Just, uh, so I don't, I mean, I don't know. That's just my sure, opinion, yeah. and yeah. it or it bothers me because of what the show used to be, and my complaints about it already as it is now, because <laughs> it's falling short as it is, and to me, this just makes it nail in the coffin exactly what the a lot of the former fans wow. who have now left the show, this is what the complaint is, was. Mm-hmm. It's like now, okay, so you're catering to BET audience, which I don't like to say because right. I don't want to judge the BET audience. I don't know details about the BET mm-hmm. audience, but what I do know is... 
the show has mm-hmm. sort of changed and focuses in a different way. And I feel like with this Chardonnay situation, they just took it all the way there, <laughs> which I was hoping they wouldn't because I think it would have been smarter to not to. Like, it would have taken more effort and intelligence to not do that. It takes because it's easy to be like, like, we know yeah. that. But I don't, funny enough, I don't see Chardonnay as that. I didn't. I, I extreme I, she character. She was on the line oh, for me. Definitely. She was on the line for me up until this one, and this one I feel like they put her over for no yeah, reason. Because her lights I, got cut off. Yeah, and, I definitely cool. didn't analyze it that much, but I just kept thinking, okay, here's a woman who doesn't want to take a car from him or doesn't want to borrow money, but you want to stay married to him. I don't get it. It's like they're going. They use. It's too much. It, it's not credible for me at all. It hasn't been, and this episode was just funnier to me. I love Jason, and then he's always great, but her and him, no, and the character himself. I in Chardonnay's it. defense, I do think that this episode, Brandy came into it the most I've seen, mm-hmm. and she did a good job with it, but didn't change. <laughs> I was not I agree. unhappy with it. I, I agree. <laughs> but, Courtney, I wanted to ask a quick question, because you, um, you went on a little rant about Sorry, I was too long. I was, I'm just like... Uh, catering to a BET audience. Um, I was just wondering, what do you do? You think it's it, obviously the same? We're, 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 we we discussed this before. It's the same writers, same directors, um, pretty much. And do you think it's a decision that's made by the network itself? Um, do you think it's a, a a distinct difference between the CW network and the BET network that they this is how they want this show to go as far as a direction? I mean, I think that we got. Um uh, last year when we talked to Gabrielle Dennis and she said that BET wanted to put their own stamp on it, which makes sense. Like, they want to brand it as a BET show. I think that I'm certain there's probably some input from BET people in terms of the direction and ideas surrounding the show. Nobody's it's business like nobody is fully independently creative and allowed to be. So I'm sure that's part of it. And I, I don't want to knock what it's become because it, it it's value still exists like it's still a valuable Mm. commodity and it's still speaking to an audience i'm just a fan from cw and i'm disappointed with the bet version and Mm. i only got further disappointed this this sort of just reconfirmed what we've already been talking about since it moved to bet it's going in that's the direction that it goes in and i i just don't think that character (laughs) would have existed in the same way before which is why i'm bothered so I'm sorry to bring down the tone of the show. I can make a joke right now, like, oh, no, she didn't. I would have took that car, girl. Yeah. Of course. <laughs> but, yeah, by the way, yes. I would have took yeah. that car. But we'll talk about that a little further after we go to our commercial break. After Buzz TV. Hi. I was once like you, a lazy, angry loner whose only joy was watching TV and surfing the net. And, like you, after I'd see one of my favorite TV shows, I'd be so excited and have so many questions that I'd actually have to talk to my douchebag co-workers about it at the water cooler. Then, I discovered AfterBuzzTV.com. AfterBuzzTV produces after-show webcasts and podcasts for TV series of all kinds, like post-game wrap-up shows for all your favorite TV shows. AfterBuzzTV hosts are industry insiders who break down episodes of shows, take calls from fans, and interview cast and crew from each series with over 60 different after-shows, from Boardwalk Empire to American Idol to Vampire Diaries to Real Housewives and more. Now, after a night of TV, I can ignore my stupid co-workers, who I hate, and go straight to my desk and watch or listen to all my favorite AfterBuzz TV after shows. 
and have all the TV fan interaction I need. Thank you, AfterBuzz TV. AfterBuzz TV. What do you want to buzz about? You want to buzz about sleep? Yes. And we're back. (laughs) Isabel's falling asleep, and we are talking about the game, but we are moving into our special segment this week, which Mm -hmm. is completely applicable to the episode this week. The subject this week is dating beneath you. Some of you out there may say that sounds a little snotty or a little bit stank, but let's keep it real. Everybody's not on the same level when it comes to dating. I get a shorter man. (laughs) Not literally. Not literally. And those issues obviously came up in this episode with Chardonnay and uh, Jason and her taking money from him (laughs) and that kind of thing. So before we went to break, you ladies were mentioning about the car. I had said I would take the car. Would you all take the car? Yeah. You would take the car? I'm married to him. Okay, you're stuck you're on the marriage thing. I, it's just it bothers me. Like it's the wife title. It really bothers but, me. Like you'll stay married, but certain things you want. Is, they're I, not I don't, staying married. I don't think they are married. They're yeah, not, but they're they're, they're How, However, they're not married conventionally. I mean, it's established that they got married on a drunken night. It wasn't like. They've been courting each other, blah, blah, blah. But She's wouldn't still... you get that? I think they are. No? And they said it's going to take about a certain time period. So, like, they're, let's give it a try while we're basically getting a Waiting annulment. to get a divorce yeah. or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but right now she's the wife, so she should take the car. That's what you're saying. <laughs> because well, she's the wife. Borrow it while you're with him. Yeah, I think there's nothing wrong with being an independent woman, but right. same doesn't mean that you're gonna not let someone do things for you because you're gonna do things for your man. Right. Mm-hmm. So you know it's not really All fair. The time. Yeah. <laughs> All the time. Isn't he always at her house? That's true. Uh, yeah, that's true. We haven't seen her at his. Hotel mm-hmm. or wherever mm-hmm. does he lives now? <laughs> Kenny, would you take the car if your boo boo tried to give it to you? Um, I, I, okay. if I were in this situation, probably not. Why? And I think what? the reason why is because she's trying to show him that you know what I'm not I'm not with you because you can buy me this and buy me that. I think she genuinely likes him. You know what I mean? Once you, I think after a certain period of time, yeah, maybe. You know, a year, two years, whatever the case may be. I think for him to, and let's be honest, he only did it because Malik brought it up <laughs> and he gave in, he kind of submitted to peer pressure to a certain extent. But it's also, it's, and that's a part of his growth as well. Uh, I don't know if that, that part is positive or negative, but um, I, I feel like, you know, relationship, it depends. It really depends. Um, personally, I don't think I would have, but, you know. Well, I mean, we can also talk about the fact that Tasha tends to date. I mean, she's wealthy and blah, blah, blah. She's a woman, and she has, exactly. you know, she's dating Pookie, who's kind of, who's probably, I would assume. Yeah, that was my, my, you know what my I mean? next comment. Mm-hmm. Like, is it, does it obviously switch when it's the male versus the female that's wealthy? What if Tasha mm-hmm. gave Pookie a car? I think he would take it. You think he would take it? Do I you think, think he would be right to take it? No. You know, this is where we do the double standard, though. And, yeah. and it's sad, but we, it happens. Like, I feel like women would be more willing to pay for their male partners versus men. I mean, if I want, if, if Jason was a girl, I think he would be willing to pay for Pookie versus Jason now, who's like being pushed into pain. Uh, I'm confused. 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 I'
But I don't no. think, male or female, if Jason was a female, <laughs> I think it would be the same thing. He's just a tight ass. He's that's what he's used like to. Women and he didn't even want to give his, his first wife, you know, things. So. Oh. That's true. Kelly. Yeah, well, Kelly couldn't get no. anything. Why is it a double standard? Yeah. I don't know. Is it's it a double it. standard or is it a culturally accepted practice that we keep wanting to call a double standard? Like, culturally, we tend to believe that a man the should man. be able to pull it off on his own. Yes, if the woman can buy it for him, no problem. But him accepting it sort of negates that whole, like, what man does in this culture. So mm. why is it such a bad thing? <laughs> well, if Poopy... well, let's face it. Let, let's put let's put a name to it. If a if a wealthy man dates a not so wealthy woman, which happens all she the time, she becomes a gold digger. Yeah, but yes. why is that right. the case? Yes, yes, yes. And that's what, what was you the were, question. And you were kind of insinuating that earlier, Kenny. I didn't want to jump down your throat, <laughs> but <laughs> it's like. Just because Jason is giving her things and she turns them down because she doesn't want to be that girl. But if she took the car, does that mean and all of a sudden a now digger. she's, a, she's gold a gold digger? digger? Aren't her lights being cut off enough to prove that she's not a gold right. digger? She's I not she's asking for that. the money. That doesn't mean if you take one thing from your man, then all of a sudden, up oh, everything I've done in the relationship is trumped because now I'm that woman. Whoa. Kenny? Well, no, no, because then that becomes... <laughs> That then it is viewed upon maybe by him. Oh well, if I can give you this and I can give you that, then I have control. It's also a control thing. Well, I Money do. I do. Thing. I do it agree. Can it can be become a control thing. It can become a control thing. But the initial onset, if you see a need in somebody that you love and you reach out to help them, to reject that is to reject a blessing. Why would you do that? Preach, sister, preach. <laughs> well, because maybe you have morals, like like Brandy or Shani. So you know, now it's a moral. Oh, okay. Now, okay. I, I would argue that it's a moral to not accept the gift because you're blocking their blessing because you don't know what they're going to receive because they were able to help you yeah. out. Kenny. Well, it's, it's the thought that counts, right? And then you learn that during Christmas. Or it's whatever you thought. Okay, so you Wanda, thought to give Monica. me a car <laughs> so it's better? Monica. I'm confused. I don't understand what you're putting. No, it's the thought. The gift itself is not what brings about blessing. It's the thought that counts. It's kind of, it's it's very sweet that he thought of her and bought her a car, blah, blah, blah. Whether it be a used car with 90,000 miles, that's not (laughs) the case. It's about the thought. The gift itself is inconsequential, in my opinion. I mean, I hear you, but I, I definitely hear some underlying yeah. things. I'm not sure if we have time to go into them. Oh, we got time. Hey, Cor- we Courtney, this early. Uh, I know you guys are going to talk about it. I just wanted to make a quick mention that if yes. anyone wants to jump in on this conversation, of course it is 424-256-1729. For sure. uh, the reason I say that is because there is a lot of Twitter love that you guys are getting right now. Oh, and yay. also... Uh, at Saber Country uh, FB, I guess for Facebook, uh, they're doing the exact <laughs> discussion and they're all watching you guys too. So we wanted to shout them out. We think that's cool. And What's also, up? <laughs> and Courtney, we got people checking you out, checking you guys out from uh, Jamaica as well. Empress Mullins. Oh, snap, somebody oh, that's my business partner in Jamaica. Yay, to Stanley's business partner. Oh, okay, I, I will you. be like, can I get a room? I want to come <laughs> to Jamaica. Yes, after buzz down in Jamaica. <laughs> oh my God, can we do that from the beach? That would be so amazing anyway that's not what we're talking about right now we're talking about relationships and we're talking about dating beneath you and all of that good stuff now um well dating beneath you obviously is not necessarily just a financial situation Mm -hmm. it can also be in 
intellectual situation mm-hmm. or not I shouldn't say intellectual educational situation so there's all these statistics about specifically black women that mm-hmm. once you pass a certain level of education you will not find a black man that is of that educational yes. stature mm-hmm. and so then we have another dating down sort of situation that is a little bit strange how do you guys feel about dating mm-hmm. people that are say maybe he's just a high school dropout so are we talking about Melanie and Derwin dare I say it maybe what are we talking about well, <laughs> well, you see what happened to Melanie. She ended up miserable and unhappy. So, <laughs> so there you go. So the there end. You go. She did not date someone who valued her intellectual property. Right. Well, I can't believe I'm saying this. Yeah. I think I'm growing. But <laughs> you're growing. I'm growing. There's guys. growth in the <laughs> studio. The what you got, Stanley? I don't think there's anything wrong with dating beneath you in any means whatsoever. Love is so hard to come by, genuine love. Mm -hmm. So why combat that? There's always a list of 10, 20, 30, 100 things that you would want in a mate. You're never going to get that. And even if you do, it doesn't mean there's genuine love there that can make it last. So in the case of Melanie and Darwin or anything, that's why I'm tripping out. I don't know why Melanie is still stuck on Johns Hopkins when she has a beautiful (laughs) man that... In his ups and downs, he's loved her throughout, and he's there to support her, and she's stuck on her career, like an education and status, somewhat intellectual status, Mm -hmm. Trump love. Here's my question. Mm. Yes, I completely agree. Love is hard to find. When you find Mm. it, you know, it's not the perfect thing that we maybe always think in terms of all these checklists of things that people should have. However, in terms of severe education gaps Mm -hmm. or severe financial gaps, the reality of life sets in. in. Mm -hmm. So, yes, maybe I can find love and we can have hot love and relations for a brief period of time, but in the end, is it really going to work? I think you're always wishing or just feeling that void in your life with that person and just always wondering or trying to push that person and that person feeling like, why are you pushing me? Why do you why are you pushing me to go back to school or what it, there's always going to be that extra I think struggle in the relationship it becomes a struggle it becomes a problem because I of don't. money and because and of money because you know you blame the fact that the person didn't continue school and this is why you can't make more money and mm. I, I think deep down you kind of wish that the person you fell in love with was as high as you or as educational as you I mean you know I think it does become is that why marriage isn't working out in this country? Ugh. And they do say <laughs> they do say money is a big reason why yes, divorces it's like happen. The number but one reason that doesn't mean that it should be. And I think that's right. probably why we have so many single thirty somethings still not entering into marriage because now we're starting to think of way too many things that we're looking for in a marriage. Mm. It's really once you decide to get marriage and you're content and you find love, whatever love means, you accept that for better for worse richer or for poorer and I don't think people really think about those vows yeah because when you're (laughs) unable to pay rent or something you're not thinking oh boo I love you this is gonna make us (laughs) well I think that's interesting that you brought up there's a lot of 30 something sort of waiting to get married and the the checklists seem to get longer the older you get however is that necessarily not an okay thing because if you're in your 30s and you are settled for instance i i know this guy who there was a woman that was a little bit older than him that is very well off well, not very well off but she's mm-hmm. doing good she's on right. her own she's yes. independent she can do pay her bills whatever whatever and she told him that 
I can't date you because you can't do anything for me. And he Mm. took serious offense to that. And then I started thinking, well, is that really such a bad thing? If you're 30s and you've sort of got your life together and your finances together and you're sort of doing your own thing, why would you want to have to just because... And take a burden now because it becomes a burden. Now you have to start taking, like, okay, I can pay for my stuff. Oh, you need help with your stuff? Like, it No, but if you can take care of yourself and, let's say, you have enough money to take care of your partner, then why is it a problem? I can understand in situations where literally you can't feed your (laughs) children or whatever. I mean, you know, that's a bit bit extreme. (laughs) But I don't know. I I think... Is it a burden or is she a bad person? Well, Uh, to each his own. Yeah, right. (laughs) To each his own. Like, whoever can handle it. Right, so, because people talk about pedigree all the time and things like that, and even actually moving, I just moved out to L.A., and people bring that up a lot, like, oh, he went to Harvard, blah, blah, girl, he's good pedigree, and blah, blah, it's like, are we dogs? Somebody said pedigree for real? Yes, and I'm like, it's that same thing, like, you need to make sure, comes from a good family, that type of stuff, I, I understand, you have to have standards, but when standards is on money and on education... I think that's kind of weird because someone could not have a degree and still be the smarter right. than you. Of right. course, of right. course. Interesting, interesting mm. questions. And as usual, we would love your input. Tweet us at AfterBuzz TV. Tweet me at Stuart Starlet. And let us know what you think. Would you date beneath you educationally, mm. financially? Lots of different things that we can do, but I would love <laughs> to know what you guys have to say out there. But for right now, we need to jump over to a little bit of news and gossip. AfterBuzz TV News. Yay! Every week, we do a ratings tracker. It was the 15th week. Mm-hmm. And, oh, snap, the game stayed the same. <laughs> <laughs> they got a 1.1. They came in second again behind Deadliest Catch, which apparently is, like, the most amazing show ever. But the game is still holding strong and holding steady. But it doesn't matter, because they already got renewed, so it's all good. And now, exciting brown people in entertainment news. We have quite a few wow, movies yeah. to discuss this week. Do I get my brown people bumper? I guess not. No. <laughs> brown <laughs> people edition. All right. Brown people edition. <laughs> this week. Okay, so Adam McKay, the man who is behind hits like Anchorman and the other guys, is in negotiations to direct the remake of Uptown Saturday Night, a 1974 comedy that starred Bill Cosby and Sidney Poitier. My favorite movie ever. Ooh. I love that freaking movie. I'm so excited about this. And if all goes according to plan, Warner Brothers, the studio hopes to tap Will Smith and Denzel Washington to play the two friends who go to a nightclub and get into trouble when one of their wallets containing a winning lottery ticket gets stolen. Uptown is scheduled to begin shooting in 2013. Hmm. We try to bring like things that people don't know about, like Will Smith, Denzel, yes, we know about, but... Mm-hmm. This is a classic movie that I adore. It is a hilarious comedy, so I brought it up anyway. Look out for that coming at you one day soon. And in some independent film news, which is always exciting, Spike Lee's Red Hook Summer gets an August 10th release date. Red Hook Summer will be the first independent distribution effort from Lee, founded... 40 Acres and a Mule Filmworks. 40 Acres and a Mule Filmworks will partner with Variance Films for the release. The film is about a sullen young boy from middle-class Atlanta who spends summer with his deeply religious grandfather in Brooklyn's Red Hook housing project. It premiered at this year's Sundance Festival. It will open on August 10th in New York and expand throughout the month. Red Hook Summer is the latest in Lee's series of films set around Brooklyn, including She's Gotta Have It, Do the Right Thing, Crooklyn Clockers, and He Got Game. So it's been a minute. 
And I know he was shopping around and not having much luck getting, getting anybody money, to funding, yeah. distribute this film. So I was kind of excited that he got some distribution. And I'll go see it because I always go see his movies. And <laughs> I haven't actually been that thrilled. I didn't love Crooklyn. Well, I kind of like Crooklyn. I don't like Clockers much. But I liked He Got Game. So I'm excited. Mm-hmm. It's been a while. He needs okay. to do something. Mm-hmm. So he's been mouthing off about some other people, too. <laughs> so <laughs> it'll be interesting to see what Spike Lee brings us this time. And also, for those of you out there, make sure you go and see another indie film entitled Mamitas. Mm-hmm. It is a USC thesis film that gets theatrical release with some top talent on board. The USC film will have limited theatrical release beginning on Friday, May 27th. Um, they are in a variety of theaters. I know there's one in Pasadena. They're going to be at the uh, Westside Pavilion movie theater, I think. And there's a couple other places online you can look around L.A. This film was shot in Echo Park, just west of downtown Los Angeles. And it stars E.J. Bonilla and Veronica Diaz Carranza. They star as high school geek meets a hot guy story after being suspended for insulting the teacher, this guy Jordan, meets Philippa, a bookish, no-nonsense New Yorker. An unlikely friendship ensues and pushes Jordan to re-examine who he really is. So it's another coming-of-age mm. story shot. They've got a few um, guest stars by some pretty cool and well-known actors. Jennifer Esposito's mm-hmm. in it. Joaquim de Alamedia. I don't know how to say his name. Um, so check that out. Make sure you go support the film and the like six theaters that it'll be in. And hopefully it does well. And I thought it was kind of cool. It was a USC thesis film and it got distribution. So that's yeah, pretty awesome. That's Congratulations great. to those people out there. And that's your After Buzz TV news and gossip for the game on now, May 1st, 2012. Predictions. All right, kiddos. <laughs> Kenny, did you hang up, boo-boo? He's gone. Yeah. Oh, well. Okay. I don't want his prediction anyway. So <laughs> let's start across the table. Stanley, what do you think is going to happen on the game in the next next week and then the next five episodes that we have left? Well, well, well. I think it's definitely going to be Melanie <laughs> and Derwin drama. And it's time for Melanie to go. Ooh. I think he's going to call Janae and say, I want to be with you. Now. <laughs> and he's going to ship Melanie <sighs> off to New York. Or where? No, where's John Tosbian? I don't even know. It's where. Maryland, right? Maryland. That's right. Maryland. That's where she needs to go. Started. I just honestly, she really disappointed me, and I think there's going to be serious drama with them. All right, Isabel, what yeah, you got? I think it's going to be drama with them, but it's going to be like always. She nags, nags, and at the end, I love you, and I want to stay and make work the legacy. Well. <laughs> I'm sure she's going to make some kind of drama. Yeah. I hope she looks cute again because I liked her shorts yeah, and her soft pink shirt really and her boobs look great. So go you. You're looking good. And yes. I like her hair curly because yes. that matters. Yes. But um, <laughs> um, I don't know what they're going to do. I, I really wish that Janae didn't leave. And like I mm-hmm. wish that she would leave for a little while and then he would reconnect with Janae and that would be amazing drama. But I don't know what's going to happen. That's my guess. That's I, what I would write. I hope Kaiser Sose comes back. Yeah. I, I like the mean Derwin. I think he needs to go a little crazy on her. Uh, <laughs> It would be interesting to see him a little angry or how this all ends up because we know Duran's got another show. Don't know if he's coming back right. next season we on this show. Been. Don't know if they're going to recast it. Don't right. know what's going to happen. But we will be watching and we will be here again talking next week. So thank you out there for joining us. Bye. Please join us again next week. And in the meantime, make sure you're making those comments on iTunes, on YouTube, downloading us. Tweet us at AfterBuzzTV. Tweet me at Stuart Starlet. Tweet Miss Stanley at Your Girl Stanley. Your girl Stanley mm-hmm. and Isabel is like I know it. It's Mox- Izzy three sixty. Oh, she learned it. She learned it. Congratulations! Definitely follow us. Send us your comments. We love you. We thank you. We appreciate you. Have a wonderful week and make sure you are checking out some interesting entertainment all week long. 
from Bing.com, executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principal.